It's a very relatable and kind of routine shidduch story, love story, if you'll forgive me. In Parshas Chayisara, the story of Avram Avinu sending Eliezer to go find a shidduch for his son Yitzchak. The instructions, travel, go find from my own land, my homeland, but definitely not from the land of Canaan. It's got to be the right shidduch. So after some teleportation, the ground folding itself beneath the traveling feet of Eliezer, some magical water that seems to follow the orders or at least raise itself up to ease the labor for Rivka, the kind of creepy and overbearing Suel and Lavan, only to be capped off by kind of what it seems like an uneventful travel back to introduce the couple to where Rivka sees her new chassan instituting a tefillah. Yes, Yitzchak is lasuach basada, and hence we got our new tefillah mincha. And then Rivka seems to fall off the camel, and after that, the couple lives happily ever after. And it's interesting, Riv Dessler points out that this story, while it is, of course, very important, but it's told in a very elongated fashion. Two, three columns inside of the Safer Tire, if you look inside... And this is, again, the Sefer Tire that we are taught bevies of halachos and myriads of laws and orders from the crowns of letters. From the word S, we learn halachos. So we're forced to come to the conclusion that there's a lot to learn here. And from every little batting of an eyelash, every little nuance of these great individuals, it holds for us a valuable lesson. And then jumping right in, right at the beginning of the entire story that Avram Avinu is now, he's old, he's satisfied, he's been blessed with all of the goodness from Hashem, and now he turns to his trusty attendant Eliezer and says, go and find a shidduch for my little Yitzchakel. The Torah gives some interesting, interestingly placed at least, honorifics to Eliezer, this servant. It says from the Pasuk that Avram told his Eved, who is old, who is the elder of his house, I should say, who is in charge of everything that's his, Hamoisha Bechol Asher Lo, he's his main man, his secretary, a CEO of everything that he's got. He knows all of the passwords and account numbers to his bank account, his phone password, every single one of his secrets, it seems. He trusts him with everything, but when it comes to the Shidduch, Simna Yod Chatach Nope. Put your hand on a Devar Mitzvah. As she explains to us, underneath the thigh, grab onto a Mitzvah. Touch this brismila and make the highest level Shavuah, the highest level oath. Bahashem to Hashem, the God of the heavens and the God of this earth, that you are going to take the right Shidduch. It's not going to be from the Benoist Canaan. It's going to be somebody who comes from the right group, the right family, the right background. Swear to me. 
And everybody wants to know what's with the Shavua here. You trust Eliezer with everything, but when it comes to this, all of a sudden, you force him to swear on it? And there's more questions. Number one, what's with the timing of the honorifics? Interesting. Number two, it doesn't really seem to matter, according to Halacha, if Eliezer swears or not. Because the Halacha, Mesech the Kedushim, we are told and it's brought down in Aviezri that, one, if he is sent as an emissary to go and give a Kedushim to do the betrothal of the woman, shliach, I say, go to Mississippi and find a girl, and the shliach, the emissary, should travel to North Dakota, even if he tries over and over a hundred times to give the ring to this girl, it will not be a Kedushim, it will not work, because he did not follow the guidelines. So why is Avron making him swear? It doesn't seem to make any sort of halachic difference. The Ramban tells us. The answer also clarifies that perhaps where we're missing a fundamental perspective in our Yiddishkeit. The, the tzaddikim have a unique and original custom that they like to make shivuos on their Sahara, They like to make very strict and rigid guidelines. So they make oaths. When the Sahara comes and says, stay in bed, they jump right up and they make a Shavuah that I will not get back in that bed. And it helps them, it seems, in their fight against the evil Yetzirah. So here, Abiracham applies the same idea. That Avram was making this shavua in this situation, giving it over to make sure that it was done right, that no matter what type of thing the Yetzahara may throw Eliezer's way or his way, there's a shavua. It's going to make the Gedarim, the walls, that much more rigid, that success will be had, the right shidduch will be found. But there's a little kicker here. If you're points out that the shavua here, also the great Rabbi Reisman spoke about this, it's a shvuah really on Eliezer. But Eliezer, who was going to do the shidduch, he really couldn't have married any girl that wasn't the right area. As we spoke before, it just won't work la halacha. But it was really from the point of view that Avraham, he wanted the shvuah on himself between him and Eliezer because he himself didn't trust himself, it seems. It seems he needed that extra motivation to make sure that it's really going to be the right one, that even if Eliezer should come back with the wrong one and maybe Avram Avinu was okay with that one, he didn't even want that little space, that little gap for the Yetzirah to get in. So the shvuah was really not for Eliezer at all. It was really for Avram Avinu and he wanted this on himself. And it all comes back because even though he was so trusted, the Evid, he was the Zokin, Beiso, Hamoisha, Bechol, Asherlo, but still, Avram wanted these strict Gedarim. And the idea is very, very clear. At least, it seems the righteous, they seem to weirdly not trust themselves in ways that were very oddly confident. The righteous run away from certain things and as Mishlei says, but the fool is confident and marches forward. Avram, he wanted to make sure that the right shidduch was had here. He wanted the Ratzon Hashem, so he made the Shavua on himself. Friends, the Gedarim, the rigid walls that Avram set for himself, it's something that probably should be cultivated and internalized in our own lives. Not necessarily harsh Shavuos, 
But the sense of Gedarim, the sense of walls to fight back against the Yetzirah, I was thinking that the main difference, why is it? Why? That little me, any, hopefully, Moishi, Yankee, or Shloimi, you know, your Tom, Dick, or Harry, can be confident in their fight against the Yetzirah, but it's the Tzadikim that are afraid. I remember talking with a friend who will not be named, and it's a part of the conversation with Rabbi Lefkowitz, and we were talking about whether or not this friend was going to go away for the off Shabbos to a place that would have been less than fitting for a Ben Tyra, for a young blossoming Talmud Chacham to be there. It would probably be some inappropriately dressed individuals, not be fitting for his holy soul, even his holy guf. And this Bachar said, Rebbe, it's fine because I'm going to take off my glasses. Of course, Rebbe Lefkowitz, he laughed. And he encouraged the Bachar not take that chance. I don't even imagine Rabbi Lefkowitz would ever have gone to that such place. And why is it? Well, it definitely seems from this same idea that the ones that actually saw the most the Sanhedrin, when they set up so many of these different Giddarim in our Giddishkeit. You know, maybe sometimes it bothered you, but sometimes I had some questions. Why is it that there's an extra Gedder upon a Gedder? Things are, you know, don't go near this Avera. You may come to do this, so don't do that. You may come to this and it, you know, you can't touch a tree. It may be muksa because you may break off a stick. You can't ride a bike because it may end up, you're going to fix the bike. Sometimes they see far-fetched. It's the same question. What don't I see that the brilliant ones, that the Tamidei Chachamim with prophecy, they do see. The Hilchas Yichud, those Gedarim that keep a person so far away from any sort of immorality, how come they see it so differently and some of these Gidre Halachos that are supposed to distance us don't necessarily make sense to us, that we're more confident than they are? Well, friends, it's because that we don't know what batulinum, batulinum toxins are. I don't know if I said that right. But what the batulinum toxin is, is the most deadly and toxic bacteria product on all of planet Earth. The smallest amount can kill someone. It's produced by the anac carabic bacteria, something like that. But it seems Chazal, they understand that sin, that the opposite of Ratzon Hashem being fulfilled is like being exposed to batulinum toxins. But it's so small. Maybe that we don't see it. We don't notice how toxic it is. We don't notice how dangerous it is. So the Chachamim that know just how corrupting sins are, even the slightest bit can be so harmful to the spiritual soul and cause cancerous growths on the pure and white holy soul that we've been given. So they distance us. But we don't necessarily see that in the sin. Avram goes ahead and makes the shvua. I don't want any slight exposure to this cancerous botulinum toxin that comes from the anacrobic bacteria. 
but we seem to be less sensitive about it because we just don't understand just how toxic and dangerous the substance is. But if we compare it to other situations that we recognize just how dangerous it is, maybe it'll come to light, this idea. My daughter was playing on the floor, six-month-old baby, very cute. You have to be careful of choking hazards. So there was a little ball that could have been a choking hazard. So I moved it away and I was thinking, okay, I moved it far enough. It's just right out of her reach. Right? But then, of course, the baby kind of twisted over, was reaching for it. And I noticed that when I really wanted to move it, I kicked it out of the way many feet. Nowhere near the girl. Nowhere near my daughter. You don't want anything that could hurt her. You wouldn't just put it like a step away, like the slightest inch out of her reach. It's just dangerous. And when something's dangerous and you recognize just how toxic it is and how dangerous it can be, you distance yourself by a significant margin, a significant distance. You can't drive within 500 feet of certain trucks. Frequent stops, you can't cross certain lines because it's all about Gedarim. But the Gedarim come based on when one realizes how dangerous something is. Can't get near any nuclear power plant. What do you mean? I'll go right up next to it. No, we realize the danger. Avram Avinu had the minhug. Set the tone. That Sadiqim, they realize, they recognize how dangerous Averis can be. But we're confident, it seems, I'd like to suggest, because we don't realize how catastrophic and toxic sins are for us. And thank God that we have the Einayim, we have the eyes of the nation, our Talmudic Chachamim, that have set this up to protect us. So, a Takana can be an institutional practice. Maybe we can accept upon ourselves. can be in the areas of nothing new. Just take one small step further away from something that you know you may be struggling with or wish to overcome. Push yourself a little bit more, not in a new area, but just a step further away. And when you do this, You've kind of put caution tape around it. And you recognize how dangerous it is. You become closer to the ways of Avram Avinu. So yeah. And yes, I trust you. You're in charge of everything for me. Avram wanted to see to it that the right priorities would not become lax even in the slightest bit. The Ratan Hashem must be kept. And I'm making a shvur for myself. Because I'm scared of the opposite of God's will coming out, the, God forbid, exposure to batulinum toxins from the anacrylic bacteria. So, learn from Avram. See the dangers of possible sins. Embrace the Gedarim that the great ones have showed us. Fear sin. Make the special enactments in your life. Following the ways of Avram Avinu and staying safe out there, away from any of the possible toxic waste that could harm your spiritual health.